Welcome to episode 9 of Storytelling. You still hanging in there? How many Zoom meetings have you attended this week? Earlier this week, I snapped at a dear friend who suggested that we meet one-on-one via Zoom. No, I responded in the most harsh way that I could type on a WhatsApp message. Unless you are showing me something, just call me. You see, I had reached a point of Zoom fatigue. Zoom fatigue refers to the mental exhaustion associated with online video conferencing. The day prior, I had ended my day with two long Zoom calls. The thought of doing another first thing the next morning was too much. I picked up the phone to explain. Two weeks prior, I was arguing about not having all-day Zoom meetings, but I need to make everyone understand. Zoom doesn't replace the telephone, neither does it replace meetings that would have taken place all day in person. We need to adapt to current situations, which means making meetings relevant, shorter and more engaging. Also telling me, well, we don't have to do Zoom, we can do Microsoft Teams or Google Hangouts instead. I mean, come on, really? On a video call, the only way to show we're paying attention is to look at the camera. Yes, we can turn our video off, but most times it is kept on to demonstrate that we are paying attention. But would you be staring at others in this way in real life? In person, we are able to use our peripheral vision to glance out the window or look at others in the room. It is further broken up with human interaction. The same has been for online fitness. I can't do that either. And many people know that fitness is extremely important to me. But I need to get out to either run, walk or cycle rather than move from one video conference to another about a different subject but same mode of communication. Staring at the screen for long lengths of time brings on the exhaustion. As with face-to-face meetings, any meeting conducted should be done with purpose. Think who, what, why, who needs to attend, no, who really needs to attend, what do you want to discuss and why is it necessary to meet, what do you want the outcome to be. This should be communicated to attendees in advance. If you are setting up a meeting, think of the duration. I've seen people drift off or end up multitasking with other things just so that they can be seen to attend a meeting that has very little value for them. To be clear, I am not dismissing the value and benefits of video conferencing. I love the fact that you can communicate face to face with multiples of people from different parts of the world. I loved being able to adapt during lockdown and I love sharing best practice with others who are new to video conferencing and presenting remotely. However, I think it is important that we do not use this mode of communication as the only means to communicate. Although our mailing service offered by the Royal Mail in the UK is suffering with fewer letters being delivered, I have decided to change this and in recent weeks have sent cards of support to people I still use my telephone and email with equal measure. Importantly, I still also use Zoom and other remote software to communicate via video. But for me, 
it has been important to find a balance and not be stuck at my desk and stare at a computer screen all day. Please remember who, what and why to find an even balance and be more productive. If you require further advice on how to present yourself and your presentations online with purpose, then please check out the website www.pwdthinktific.com.